أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد الحمد لله we reached this Mubarak 16th uh, night of Ramadan the greater part of it is past and uh, uh, what's here, uh, from here on out, it's slipping through our fingers uh, um, quickly. So whoever wants to do something, this is the time to do it. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. So we continue uh, reading about the doctrine of the Hakimis with regards to the concept of wilaya and how a person's wilayat can be a driver uh, of their suluk. So he has a subsection, the Shaykh Ali Hajwari in this Kashul Mahjub has a subsection on the discourse on the affirmation of karamat, of miracles. So he begins, he says, you must know that miracles that karamat may be vouchsafed to a wali so long as he does not infringe on the obligations of the religious law. Both parties of Orthodox uh, Muslims agree on this point. Uh, nor is it intellectually impossible because such miracles are a species of that which is predestined by God and their manifestation does not contradict any principle of religious law nor on the other hand is it repugnant to the mind uh, to conceive of them as a genius, as a genus. This is actually very mantiqi talk here. It's not wishy-washy Sufi talk. This is mantiqi talk. The natural world has an ada, and that ada is confined within the ma'qul. There is a conventional set of way that things happens in the world, which is confined by rational principles. Rational principles, we don't believe they ever get contravened in the material world, ever. We don't believe in an irrational deen. So you don't have a part of something that's equivalent to the whole or greater than the whole. You don't have a, uh, a, a you know, a, 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 you, don't, you have a law of uh, excluded middle, that something cannot be true and be false at the same time. You have all of these things that the mind doesn't conceive. These things are just words that you put together, but they, they don't have any possible meaning. They're the verbal equivalent of dividing by zero uh, or any number of other like, like silly and pointless operators. So we don't in the, in the deen believe in anything that's irrational. Maybe the rationality of certain things we cannot understand, but we don't believe in anything that's irrational. So I've said, you're talking about the affirmation of miracles and you're starting off by saying that we don't believe in anything irrational. Look, what is a miracle? Miracle is kharqul ada, the conventions that are there, the natural conventions that are there in the world. A miracle is what? Is to... Mix that up. So tell me, gravity, does gravity attract something or does it repel something? Thank you, sir. It attracts, right? It's not a trick question. It attracts things, right? Now, what if gravity were to repel? Is that, irrational? Is that an irrational proposition? No. It's not. If, for example, one were to equal seven, right? Everything breaks down. Math doesn't mean anything anymore. Physics doesn't mean anything anymore. Chemistry, nothing means anything anymore. 
Right? Why? Because that's kharqul aql, that's insanity, that doesn't exist in the universe. However, if the, the direction in which gravity uh, exerts its force were to switch, it were to invert from pulling to pushing, all the equations are all essentially the same. You just have to flip the, uh, uh, the direction of some vectors and things still work. Gravity attracting things rather than repelling things is a... Ada. Okay? We believe in kharqul ada, we don't believe in kharqul aqal. Jesus being the creator of the entire universe and also part of the universe is kharqul aqal. It's not, it doesn't make sense. It's not ma'qul. It's not miraculous. It's actually, his, for example, to say Sayyidina Isa was born of a virgin, this is miraculous. Right? To say that he's God, this is not miraculous. This is just a, a, a lack of aql. Uh, and so the karamat are what Allah Ta'ala vouchsafes to his awliya at times. All of, the, all of these miracles in order to what? To validate their claim that the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came with the truth. So he says something. He says, Both parties of Orthodox Muslims agree on this point. Uh, nor is it intellectually impossible because such miracles are of a species that are predestined by God and their manifestation does not contradict any principle of the religious law. Like no, there's no karama you'll bring that will somehow transmute the sharia. Uh, uh, nor on the other hand, or on the other hand, it is repugnant for, for the mind, sorry, nor will it, uh, uh, um, nor is any of the miracles repugnant to the mind to conceive of them as a genus. This was what he means by that. Sorry, I'm a little tongue-tied. What he means by saying that the miracles are not a, a repugnant uh, to the mind to conceive of, as a genus is that none of them are irrational. They're all khalqul adha. They, 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 they defy natural convention, but none of them defy the aql. None of them defy rational, uh, rational uh, uh, rules. A miracle is a token of a wali's veracity, his truth. And it cannot be manifested to an imposter except for it's a sign that his pretensions are false. It is an extraordinary act uh, 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 performed uh, uh, while he is still subject to the obligations of the deen. It's an extraordinary act performed while the person is still obeying the sharia. And whoever is able through knowledge given to him by God to distinguish by the method of deduction, what is true from what is false, that person too is a wali. Uh, some of uh, the Sunnis, uh, the Ahlul Sunnah al-Jama'ah maintain that miracles are established, uh, but not to the degree of an evidentiary miracle, a mu'jizah. Uh, they do not admit, for example, that prayers may be answered and fulfilled uh, and so forth, uh, contrary to uh, custom. I ask in reply, what do you consider wrong in the performance by a true wali while he is subject to the sacred sharia and its obligations of an act which violates uh, uh, custom. Here what he means by custom is not like, you know, what color a bride wears and like, you know, dili on her wedding or whatever. What he means by custom is the convention, natural conventions of the world. What he means is a miracle. So I ask in reply, what do you consider wrong with the performance by a true saint um, while he is still subject to religious obligations of an act which uh, is miraculous, meaning violates the natural conventions? Uh, if they say that it is not a species of that which is predestined by God, the statement is, statement is erroneous. 
if they say that it is uh, a species uh, of that which is predestined, but that it has, or but that its performance by a true saint involves uh, the annulment of nubuwa of prophecy and the denial of the special privileges to the prophets, this assertion is also inadmissible, since the wali is especially distinguished by karamat, and the prophets are uh, distinguished by evidentiary miracles, mu'jizat. So we have this discussion in uh, the books of hadith, or sorry, the books of aqidah, that the miracles, the kharqul ala, which is vouchsafed to a wali, is called a karama, and it's considered a separate genus of, 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 of miracles. So the general term is what? Kharqul ada, the violation of conventional norms. One basket of things that belong to the general umbrella of Kharqul ada is what? Is the mu'jizat, those evidentiary miracles, as Nicholson translates it, of the Prophet Islam as a proof of their veracity. The second is the karamat of the awliya. So karama is a different word, which is what? It is a miracle or kharqul ada, which is vouchsafed to somebody who verifies the claim of the Prophet Collectively, all of the karamat, they form one of the mu'jizat of the Prophet all the karamat of the awliya. The third basket, which he, he alludes to, is what we refer to as istidraj, which is what? When a liar does something, but it's obviously a lie. So Dajjal will claim, will Dajjal claim he's a Nabi? No. Dajjal will claim that he's Allah. So the Aql already knows to dismiss this claim. You don't need, you know, the question of miracle, non-miracle doesn't show up in it. With a Nabi, a miracle comes because the claim is possibly true. It is possible to have, we say like by, by the Nas of the Quran and the Hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, it's impossible for a Nabi to come today. But that's only established through what? Through the uh, 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 through the uh, conven- conventions laid down by revelation, otherwise, aqlan, it is possible for a nabi to come in the world. So the way the people would know that the MBR are they true or not is because they would be corroborated with miracles from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Now the Jal is not going to claim he's a prophet, is he? He's going to claim he's God. This is a claim that's dead on arrival. Anyone who makes claims like that afterward, they can fly in the air and like you know shoot light out of their uh, out of their fingers and their toes and you know out of their ears and in their nose and whatever else you know. Uh, uh, they can they can do do whatever they like. It's then you know that it's in this third basket of things which are uh, a fitna for those people who are uh, set up to fail. So he says that uh, he says that. Uh, uh, you know, the, this question that somebody has that, well, if the awliya have karamat, is this not a, uh, is this not something that violates the principle of khatman nubuwa, that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is the last Nabi? And he says no, because he differentiates, there's a qualitative difference between the karamat and the mu'jizat. The karamat are vouchsafed to those people who are following and obeying and upholding the sharia of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa They're not calling to something different. Whereas the Nabi is calling to something that others are not calling to. Uh, and haven't called to uh, before in terms of the the wujub of accepting their nubuwa. And inasmuch as the wali is a wali and the prophet is a prophet, there is no likeness between them to justify such a precaution. The preeminence of the prophets depends on their exalted rank and on their being preserved from defilement uh, and sin, not on miracles or evidentiary miracles or acts which violate custom. 
All the prophets are equal so far in so far as they have the power of working with such ijaz, with such uh, evidentiary miracles, but some are superior to others in degree. Since then, notwithstanding this equality in regards to their actions, some prophets are superior to others. Why should not miracles or karamat which violate uh, the ada uh, be vouchsafed to also to the saints, although the prophets are superior to them as well? Uh, and since is the case uh, of the prophets salam, uh, an act which violates uh, the ada, the natural order, does not cause one of them to become more exalted or more specially privileged than the other. So in the case of the awliya, a similar act does not cause one of the awliya to be more specially privileged than a prophet, i.e. the saints do not become uh, 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 like in kind, hamsan, uh, to the prophets This proof will clear away for reasonable men any difficulty that they have on this matter. Uh, and may have been presented to them. But suppose it may be, it may be said that uh, a wali whose miracles violate the natural order should claim to be a nabi. I respond that this is impossible because wilaya involves veracity and he who tells a falsehood is not a wali. Uh, moreover, a wali who pretends to prophet casts an imputation on the genuineness of the i'jaz casts an imputation, imputation on the genuineness of the miracles of the Prophet ﷺ themselves, which is itself kufr. Uh, karamat are vouchsafed only to a pious believer, and falsehood is impiety. Uh, that being so, the miracles of the awliya confirm the evidence of the uh, Prophet ﷺ. The karamat of the awliya confirm the mu'jizat of the Prophet ﷺ. There is no difficulty in reconciling these two classes of miracles. The Prophet establishes his prophecy by establishing the reality of mu'jizat, of evidentiary miracles, while the wali, by the miracles which he performs, establishes both the prophecy of the Prophet and his own wilaya. Therefore, the voracious wali says the same thing as a voracious Prophet says. The miracles of the former are identical with the evidentiary miracles of the latter. Uh, a believer seeing that the miracles of the awliya has more faith in the veracity in the Prophet, uh, not more doubt because there's no contradiction between the claims being made by them. Similarly, in law, in the sharia, when a number of heirs are agreed in their claim, if one of them establishes his claim, uh, uh, then the, that of the others is established. But if not so, then their claims are contradictory. Hence, when a Nabi adduces evidentiary miracles as evidence that his nubuwa is genuine, uh, and when his claim is confirmed by the wali, it is impossible that any difficulty or ishkal should arise between the two of them, any sort of objection between the two of them. So this is a... a, a, a he has... The next, the next section is a little bit longer. It's a discourse on the uh, differences, further discourse on the differences between the mu'jizat and the karamat, the evidentiary miracles of the Prophet ﷺ and the karamat of the awliya, radiyallahu ta'ala anhum wa a'lallahu darajatihim wa qaddasallahu asrarahum. But, uh, you know, it's, it's an important thing to, 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 to talk about. Why? Because there's in this age people have become kind of like shot because of the abuse of this concept, the making of something small into a, a tall tale, and uh, the, the spreading of all sorts of stupidity and silliness. Someone told me that I used to be with so-and-so sheikh, but then I left him and then went to another one. I said, why? 
He said, it was just stupid. It was too much for me to take. Uh, I, what do you mean? So we'd be sitting in the house. The sheikh would be like upstairs and the, the disciples are sitting downstairs in the house. And like a semi-truck would come by the house at like some speed. And the house would shake a little bit. And then someone would be like, oh, it's the power of the sheikh. <laughs> and then everybody like, oh, you know, like, come on. It's not, don't be stupid. Don't be silly about these things. A person who has an aql that's intact will know that the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what he brought, the idea that it's preserved and arrives to us intact, is a bigger deal than the sun rising from the west. As for the rest of it, the miracles and things like that, this is something amongst other hikam in it. Maybe one hikmah is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for those who don't have like the, who aren't the sharpest tool in the shed, you know, they kind of help other people along or they uh, are good to like, you know, you know, like when you have like a baby and then you like, you jingle keys to get the, the baby's attention, you know. So people have this kind of like spiritual attention deficit disorder. The Chalotiga, something happened that's like really amazing. These things do happen. Go in the world and strive in the path of Allah Ta'ala, you'll see them. Uh, so for people whose aql is not enough to know that this is the way things have to be, and uh, is not enough to know what the real, what the real uh, show of the truth of the Prophet wasallam is. For them, other things are happening. MashaAllah, this is also a mercy, a rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it kind of pulls a person along. But if you were to think about it, right? Someone explain to me, someone explain to me how, is it, how is it that the moon can rise from the, the sun can rise from the west? It happens, you know, it happens in Mercury twice a year, three times a year, I think. The poles switch? The poles don't, no, that's, the poles don't switch. Uh, uh, it happens. It happens. It happens yearly, several times on Mercury. Uh, it's it's not like it's not something it's not something impossible to happen. These things can happen, right? But show me another example of the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. What he brought, who he was, what he brought, the way his deen is preserved, the way it's brought to us, what it teaches people to, what it calls people to, what people that we had in our our ummah, that our khazam uh, says that the absolute power corrupts absolutely, but so many men of the ummah wielded absolute power and they did so for the good of mankind. These are things to be proud of, and these are things that you don't find, uh, uh, you don't find them amongst normal people. At any rate, but that being said, the inkar of the karamat of the awliya is itself an aqidah problem. It's very clearly written in the books of aqidah, the mainstream books of the aqidah, the Ahlul Sunnah al Jama'ah, the Karamat of the Oliar Haq, and so this is a place where the Orthodox Aqidah of the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah uh, uh, interfaces with the with the Tasawwuf and the, with the spirituality. So it's important to understand it correctly, both so that you don't blind your own heart to some part of the Deen, and therefore screw up your Aqidah and miss out in your Suluk. But then on the flip side, you don't become so, you know, uh, uh, Kool that uh, you know, every time the truck drives by and shakes the, you know, the ribat, you know, Moldy Hamza asks you for more donation and you give it because it's the, the power of the Shaykh or whatever. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Sallallahu ta'ala wa rasulih Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. <laughs>